Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Howdy and welcome to Wikishuffle. It's another bonus episode. I'm Philip Sharman and I'm doing the hosting for the bonus episode. And we're joined again by Stacey Taylor. All right, governors. No. I don't know where that came from. I'm not Cockney, no. and it was a. It wasn't. It wasn't even like, oh, right, governor. There you go. That's better. I don't think from listening to your voice, anyone would be at any real doubt as to whereabouts in the country you're from. <laughs> uh, I mean that affectionately. Oh. <laughs> I think we're you part of the country that has like no accent. We're putting unusual format to one side for our bonus episodes. Normally, we would press the random article button to decide what we talk about, but instead, because Stacey's joining us, she's brought some articles of her choosing with her, and we'll be taking another <clears> look at those. There won't be another quiz this week. No. Yay. I, shut up. It was a good quiz. Um, I can't do another quiz ever again. It's made me really like tired of quizzes now. I want to move on to my next gig. Hippocampus is coming. It will come eventually. <laughs> Off we go then. <laughs> Okay, where did this selection come from then? Mainly, this article is about a thing that happens on my birthday. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's solely why I picked it, because I love me, and I love birthdays. And I was like, I wonder if anything exciting happens on September 19th every year. And then this happened. Well, it turns out that September 19th is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> Yay! Arrgh! Me hearties. That's it. That's what pirates say. I hate pirates. They were bad men. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have international talk like an ISIS terrorist day. Oh, Good point. Jack's taking a oh. moral stand. Well, you wouldn't, would you? Just because it's in the past. You, know? you wouldn't have international Mongol horde day. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know one more point. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> International Talk Like a Pirate Day, ITLAPD, that's a clumsy acronym, isn't it, is a parodic holiday created in 1995 by John Bauer, brackets, Old Chumbucket. Nah, good pirate <laughs> name. That's his pirate name, Old Chumbucket. And Mark Summers, Captain Slappy of Albany in Oregon. They proclaimed September 19th each year as the day when everyone in the world should talk like a pirate. For example, an observer of this holiday would greet friends not with hello, but with ahoy matey. This holiday and its observance springs from a romanticised view of the golden age of piracy. The article is in keeping with your opinion, Jack. Exactly. It's not like, um, what's that Tom Hanks film? Captain Phillips. Yeah. Not those pirates. I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
It is September 19th and I am the captain now. According to Summers, the day is the only known holiday to come into being as a result of a sports injury. During a racquetball game between Summers and Bauer, one of them reacted to the pain with an outburst of "R," and the idea was born. That game took place on June 6th, 1995, but out of respect for the observance of the Normandy landings, they chose Summers' ex-wife's birthday as it would be easy for him to remember. It's, yeah. hmm. I don't think I'd be friends with these sort of people. <laughs> It's all quite laboured, isn't it? Yeah. It's not quite as funny as they think. No. Or it might have been pretty funny in the moment. Yeah. It's not quite funny enough mm. to justify this level of... Saying that, I just did a quiz, which I don't think is going to stand the test of time. <laughs> You're it... not trying to make it stand the test of time, though. They're trying to force this to be a day. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't force everyone <laughs> to play that at Christmas. The reason I chose this article, to be fair, though, was because of its link to pastafarianism, which I find hilarious. Oh, the... Pastafarian. Yeah, uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, pirates were the original pastafarians, and so pa- people who follow the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster celebrate September nineteenth as their official day of talking like nudely a piratage. Darg. There's a picture of Captain Slappy and Old Chum Bucket. Oh, that's exactly how I imagine they look like. Very piratey. They're invested in this, aren't they? I can't imagine it earns them much money. No. So they're just doing this for the love. Yeah, the love of pirates. At first, an inside joke between two friends, the holiday gained exposure when John Bauer and Mark Summers sent a letter about their invented holiday to the American syndicated humour columnist Dave Barry in 2002. Barry liked the idea and promoted the day. Growing media coverage of the holiday after Barry's column has ensured that this event is now celebrated internationally and Bauer and Summers now sell books and t-shirts on their website related to the theme. Okay, so maybe they are making money off of it. Well played then. Part of the success for the international spread of the holiday has been attributed to non-restriction of the idea or non-trademarking. In effect, opening the holiday to creativity and viral growth. Way to intellectualise a stupid thing. The association with peg legs, parrots and treasure maps popularised in Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island has had significant influence on parody pirate culture. Talk Like a Pirate Day is celebrated with hidden Easter egg features in many games and websites, with Facebook introducing a pirate translated version of its website on Talk Like a Pirate Day in 2008. Those old scamps. Scallywags. Is that a pirate thing? Scurvy. 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 Is that definitely a pirate thing? Boop deck. You're good at this. Go to the treasure. <laughs> the morning, morning dawn's happened. For the on listeners, decks. Chris looks terrified right now. I'm just letting him run with this. Yeah. Get to the the galley. Jack's that's dog. that's all. That's all my pirates. Got it all out. <clears throat> Publisher O'Reilly discounted books on the R programming language to celebrate. That's clever because R. Arg. R. Man the cannon! Minecraft also features this language since January the 5th, 2012. Citation needed. In <laughs> September 2014, Reddit added a pirate theme to their website. <laughs> I feel like I want to backtrack slightly. What would you pick your ex wife's birthday? The more oh. I think about that, the more I think that's weird. <laughs> Well, he still loved her, but she didn't want to be married to an mm. idiot role-playing pirate. <laughs> You're talking about your fellow LARPers here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't LARP. You keep saying it. <laughs> I think I actually fell asleep. You did? Did yeah, I? I think you did. I'm so knackered. There's every possibility that Jack's not going to make it to the end of this podcast, and we're, we're accepting that. So any time that you want to just call it a day, 
we'll just, just leave. Carry, yeah, we'll carry on without you. I've had eight days in Copenhagen and Hamburg, and I did a lot of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. What article are we doing? We're doing talk like a, <laughs> we're doing international talk like a pirate. Oh, though. okay. You remember? Yeah, vaguely. English actor Robert Newton, who specialised in portraying pirates. That's a CV to have, isn't it? <laughs> in what exactly? Just around the house, especially Long John Silver in the 1950 Disney film Treasure Island and the 1954 Australian film Long John Silver and the title character in the 1952 film Blackbeard the Pirate. All the famous. You can't doubt his credentials, can you? He's played all the biggies there. Who would be your pirate name? Greybeard. Good one. Who would be yours, Sleepy Boy? I think mine would be Davy Jones's Locker (laughs) with Parrots. Good, good one. Well done. Um, like scurvy McPlank and Scurf face. Scurvy McPlank, that's good. <laughs> I'd be um, Cutlass Chris. Cutlass Chris. Cutlass Chris. Cut, cut for a Cutlass Chris. Ooh. It's good, isn't it? I wouldn't mess with that pirate. No. Guys, I think I need to go home. I think you can. <laughs> I okay. th- no, I think you need to go and have Not, a sleep. I, I'm, I'm scared everything. of it. I'm gonna, I might actually car. go and have a kip in the car before I go. Yeah, don't die. We don't want you to oh, die. Yeah, you've got a sofa. Hello. Can you all promise not to like come and like draw on my face and stuff? It's I fine. Can't, I, can't be I promise I won't draw a willy on your face. Can, can you explain to the listeners okay. what's happening? Jack's going to go and have a little lie down. Yeah. He's feeling a bit tired and delicate. He's done well to get here straight after his holiday. Thanks, Phil. Let's see how the podcast goes without me. Good luck, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're so charming. Where were we? So English actor Robert Newton, who specialised in portraying pirates, especially Long John Silver, in the 1950 Disney film Treasure Island and the 1954 Australian film Long John Silver, and the title character in the 1952 film Blackbeard the Pirate, is described as the patron saint of Talk Like a Pirate Day. Newton was born in Dorset and educated in Cornwall, and it was his native West Country dialect which he used in his portrayal of Long John Silver and Blackbeard, that some contend is the origin of the standard pirate accent. The archetypal pirate grunt, arr, arr, arr. There's no G on the end. You've made that up. It sounds better though, doesn't it? That's the that's the end of Buffy that you're doing. Could, the monster. Yeah. I was Buffy, like, yeah. you could vary it up and stick a Y at the front yarr, and make it a yar. Well, you can actually. That's more of a thing. As said here, it says the archetypal pirate grunt, R, alternatively, er, or yar. <laughs> First appeared in fiction as early as 1934 in the film Treasure Island starring Lionel Barrymore and was used by a character in the 1940 novel Adam Penfeather. That's Buccaneer. Not a pirate name. Adam, Adam Penfeather. Yeah. Penfeather. Captain Adam. However, it was popularised and widely remembered with Robert Newton's usage in the classic 1950 Disney film Treasure Island. It has been speculated that the rolling R, a distinctive element of the speech of the West Country of England, has been associated with pirates because of the West Country's strong maritime heritage, with for many centuries fishing the main industry and smuggling a major unofficial one. And where there were several major ports... As a result, West Country speech in general and Cornish speech in particular may have been a major influence on a generalised British nautical speech. I like the word nautical. I don't know why. It's a good one, isn't it? It makes me think of anchors, which is probably what they want. (laughs) That's what they were going for. (laughs) Official acknowledgement. The US states of Michigan and California have officially recognised the occasion of International Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's 
bonkers. What does it mean by officially recognise it, though? It means you that... You get a day off work. <laughs> <laughs> so you can talk like a pirate. <laughs> it means that their politicians have got, apparently got nothing better to do with their time. You can go and rape and pillage all you want that day. Is it? Well, that's not, not a law illegal. that they should, they should enforce. They don't, um, shouldn't enforce that law. Yeah, as um, Grog distributed at all the schools on oh, that Oh, God. Yeah, Who let this pass? Good, it's not a good idea, is it? <laughs> Krispy Kreme gives out free donuts to people who talk and or dress like pirates on September the 19th. No, they don't. That's what it says. There's a citation. It's a big lie. They wouldn't do that. The, the link is to Krispy Kreme. Do you think it's one website. of those tiny shit donuts that isn't yeah. really a donut? It's kind of like the hole from Crumbs. the middle of the donut. And then they tell you to get out of the shop. Uh, being idiot. Krispy Kreme have really gone for this big time. Have they? Yep. Really? Saturday, September 19th, any buccaneer to enter a participating Krispy Kreme and talk like a pirate gets one free original glazed donut. To the landlubber who dares to wear full pirate attire goes a bounty of one free dozen original glazed donuts. You have to dress up. Offer good on International Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th only, at participating Australian, US and Canadian locations, excluding Puerto Rico and Connecticut, for some reason. Maybe they think, rather racistly, that everybody in Puerto Rico is going to be a bit dressed like a pirate anyway. That's just yeah, rude. It is rude. Are ye ready to talk like a pirate day? Arg. Get all ye need at krispykreme.com slash phone To claim your bounty on September 19, ye must. Come into a participating Krispy Kreme shop and talk like a pirate for one free glazed donut. Arg. Come- Pass me one of those crispy... Donuties me hearty. Come in to participate in Krispy Kreme location in full pirate costume for one free dozen original glazed donuts. Qualifying pirate costumes must include three or more of the items below. Make your own pirate accoutrements at home or while on ye ship. Tag and share ye pirate gear using hashtag talk like a pirate. So you've got to have at least three of an eye patch, a pirate hat, a pirate flag, a bandana, a peg leg, a parrot on your shoulder, a pirate shirt, knickers, mm-hmm. a leather belt, mm-hmm. silver and gold necklaces and earrings, a pirate hook or pointy black boots or ragged brown sandals. Well, I'm wearing a leather belt now, so do I get a third of a dozen donuts? Seems to be what Four, four donuts, that's, yeah. that's how that would be known. Maths. <laughs> <laughs> and then underneath, no weapons allowed. So, very specifically, they don't want you going into any Krispy Kreme so, with a cutlass. Yeah. That's probably wise. Cutlass is not no. allowed in Krispy Kreme. Well, to be fair, they are encouraging pirates to come in their shop. Pirates are not known to respect shopkeepers. So, presumably, the reason that they've introduced this is to make marketing out of it because they knew if they didn't do it, the pirates could have come in and just help themselves to these mm. donuts anyway. This way they can limit it. Whereas all the other donut shops, the pirates are going to come in take as much as they want. Yeah. It's like on The Wire. Go on. Well, that bit when there was, they legalised the drugs for a bit in that little bit of town. Yeah. And then all the drug dealers came in. Like an amnesty, yeah, yeah. and it backfired. Same thing with pirates and donuts. Both Google Search and Facebook have the option to choose pirate as a language choice. Oh, they're funny, them. Those, or are they like... Those Silicon Valley types. They know to, how to run a joke into the ground, don't they? Yeah. I did change Facebook to pirate once for a laugh and it wasn't that funny. Was it not? That's no. a shame. Got your attention for another five minutes, didn't it? That's all they want. What have we got next, then? Well, 
Um, this this article is chosen pretty much because not many people seem to know about this thing, and it's one of my favourite things ever. So I just like excuses to talk about it, really. That's as good a reason as any. In it, though. And I'm one of those people that have never heard of it. The Vision of Escaflone. Am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Escaflone. The Vision of Escaflone. Oh, is that one of your side quests? <laughs> It is not, because I do not LARP. Okay, I was just wondering. No, sir, I do not LARP. I do hope you're not a LARPer. That would would be quite quite offensive. No, I'm I'm not very physically active. I can't be asked. That's the thing that precludes me from doing it. Otherwise, I'd be well up for it. I don't want to go and run around in the woods. You have the physique of a a wizard, a well wizard. As compliments go. The Vision of Escaflone is a 26-episode Japanese anime television series produced by Sunrise Studios and directed by Kazuki Akane. It premiered in Japan on April 2nd, 1996 on TV Tokyo, and the final episode aired on on September 24th, 1996. So how did this register in your existence then? For some reason, when I was about... 15, I decided, let's learn Japanese, because that seemed like a sensible thing to do at the time. <laughs> um, it's hard, guys. That's the thing I've learned. It does sound it's hard. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. Because you know how you think they've got a different alphabet? No, guys, they've got three. They've got three different alphabets. Oh, that's and they're all complicated. So I thought, when I started learning Japanese, I thought, I'd better start watching some anime and stuff, because I'll learn really useful phrases from things about robots fighting mm. Watch out in for that dragon. Times in it though. Uh, so and I stumbled across Escaflone because it was on Fox Kids. It was a really edited version. And when I bought it on DVD, I was like, "What's all this extra stuff? It's so good." But it's essentially about a girl who travels to a planet which seems to be like medieval England, but it has giant robots. Hi, those things. It's kind of amazing. Ooh. It's also shit, but it's one of <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen. But it's te- like I can't explain to anyone why I love it so much because it's terrible. <laughs> So this is 1996, so in terms of the animation, this is going to be kind of at a low point for animation because it's mm. after it got really expensive but before computerization happened well enough to be able to combat that. There's a lot of those repeated scenes yeah, uh, like or, or backgrounds that are just mysteriously one colour. But we'll let it off because it's got dragons. The series focuses on the heroine Hitomi Kanzaki. Now, I'm not the Japanese speaker here, so please jump in Pretty at any time. Pretty much correct. Three different alphabets. Yeah, there's like one that's for like simple version and then there's the kanji which is the complicated version but then there's also a separate alphabet for things that are words that are taken from english like the japanese word for sandwich is sandoichi <laughs> so they spell it with this separate alphabet that's like these aren't really our words the series focuses on the heroine hitomi kanzaki and her adventures after she is transported to the world of gaia a mysterious planet where she can see earth and its moon in the new sky on gaia earth is known as the the mystic moon. Hitomi's latent psychic powers are enhanced on Gaia and she quickly becomes embroiled in the conflicts between the Zyback Empire and the several peaceful countries that surround it. The conflicts are brought about by the Zyback Empire's quest to revive the legendary power of the ancient city of Atlantis. As the series progresses, many of the characters' pasts and motivations as well as the history of Atlantis and the true nature of the planet Gaia are revealed. The great thing about this show is that the big bad is essentially an old, crusty Isaac Newton. <laughs> 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 he is 
legitimately Isaac Newton, but he's like, he's almost a corpse. He's still alive, but he's almost a corpse. And he's trying to create this machine, the fate alteration engine, to alter fate, to make things more his way. But Hitomi throws a spanner in the works. It sounds bonkers. It is bonkers. There's also an entire side plot where there's this knight called Alan whose sister goes <laughs> missing and Come then she me. crops up again later as a guy who works for Zybok because apparently Zybok kidnapped her and turned her into a man. Shoji Kawamori first produced the series after a trip to Nepal during which he visited the foggy mountain region and pictured a hidden world where an epic focusing on both fate and divination should be set. Is Nepal the country that's got the? Uh, it's, oh, this might be a fact. I might be doing a fact. Okay, Ooh, it might be wrong, but it's, it might be a fact. Oh, I'm bracing myself for fact. I think is Nepal the only country which flag is a weird shape. Its national flag is like a weird two triangle thing, and every other country in the world has got like a normal flag. If this is right, two triangle thing is it not a rectangle overall? Is no, it's not. It's it not. is not. It is a very strange two triangle number. Yeah, I got a fact. The national flag of Nepal is the world's only non-quadrilateral national flag. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just pull them out of the bag. So uh, maybe it's when Jack's not here, bringing you down, <laughs> mm, stifling your your resources of yeah. knowledge and fact. The flag is a simplified combination of two single pennons, the vexillological word for a pennant. Its crimson red is the colour of the rhododendron, the country's national flower. Until 1962, the flag's emblems, the sun and the crescent moon, had human faces. They were removed to modernise the flag. So there's a <laughs> picture. It's stupid because it's two triangles on top of each other. But when the symbols had faces, it was really stupid. <laughs> oh, dear. Look <laughs> what the yeah, Nepalese flag used stupid. to look like. Why can't we have a funny flag? I don't like that our flag's just like lines. And... Yeah. Well, they tried to redesign the national flag of New Zealand, didn't they? Because it was too similar to Australia's. <laughs> yeah. And so they invited submissions from the public. You should never invite submissions from the public unless you want to name your boat, Boaty McBoat. That's it. Which everybody does. <laughs> everybody wants do. that. In the end, they voted to just leave it as it is. Sounds like it's best isn't it? Yeah. I did like the one with the kiwi shooting lasers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good flag. As in the bird or the fruit? The bird. Okay. That makes more sense than mm. the fruit. Uh, marginally more. Mm. So we're talking about Shoji Kawamori, who's in Nepal, getting his ideas for the vision of Escaflone. He worked with Bandai producer Minoru Takanashi to finish fleshing out the original idea. They researched various mysteries for inspiration, particularly stories centred on the mythical land of Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle. It's really weird doing this without Jack, isn't it? It's better. I, well, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely better. Mm. Feel like I'm not on trial the whole time. Yeah, so how do you imagine I've felt for years? Yeah. I gave you a fact and everything. That never happens. No, you wouldn't feel confident enough to no. because he's because of the abusive relationship the two of you share. Mm-hmm. We might not have him back next week. That'd be good. No, we probably will. Probably will, though. As the series began taking shape, they changed the lead character from a male, the norm for an action mecha series, to a high school girl as a lead character. Because they do enjoy a high school girl in Japan. They really do. If there's one thing I know about the Japanese, Mm -hmm. it's their enjoyment of high school girls. I know all the words to the opening theme tune to Escaflone in Japanese. I don't know what they mean in English. (laughs) 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 But I can sing along.
don't know what a Japanese keyboard looks like. Oh. No, no, that was Chinese. That wasn't a racist. That was just a, a mistake in my brain. Okay. <laughs> but in um, Tomorrow Never Dies, you see a Chinese keyboard and it looks different. Basically, James Bond's done a lot for educating you. Yeah. A lot of your education is down to the films of James Bond. Mm-hmm. I don't know how a Japanese keyboard would work because they don't have individual letters. They have syllables. The shift key. So they've got like five vowels and then everything else is around those vowels. So you don't have like the letter T, you have ta, chi, tu, te and to. So a Japanese keyboard is just really big? I would imagine so. I don't, now, now I'm intrigued. Look out. Why have I never thought about look this before? Up, That's Phil, the thing. Look it up, Good. It's my little song good about song. looking things up. I'm looking it up. So it's a standard QWERTY keyboard, but with squiggles next to each letter. Oh. The shift key. And I think you might have done another I think, fact. I think that's a fact. <laughs> there's not as many keys on there as you might think, or as I was thinking. There's, where's the two alphabets? This is so confusing. I like it, though. It's snazzy. Initially, the series was planned at 39 episodes, with Yashuri Imagawa brought on board to direct. He is credited with coining the word escaflone, a Latin-based derivative of the word escalation that would be used in the title. After two years sitting on the shelf, Sunrise revisited the project and brought in relative newcomer Kazuki Arkane as the new director. In order to broaden the potential audience, Arkane decided to add more shoujo, or girl-oriented, elements to the series. The suggestive elements were removed, Several of the male characters were given more bishonen, beautiful boy appearances. <laughs> Akane also gave the character of Hitomi a complete makeover, taking her from being a curvy, airheaded, long-haired girl with glasses to the slim, athletic, short-haired and more intelligent and confident girl seen in the final series. I'm really excited because they announced not long ago that they're going to be redubbing it because uh, the English dub uh, isn't great. It's it's there's some good voice actors in it, but the mate that Hitomi's voice actor is god awful. Like she makes me want to punch people in the face. <laughs> um, and so they're redubbing it and releasing it on Blu-ray later this year. Got all over excited when I got that news because I'm the kind of person that might have bought Escaflone uh, on DVD twice so that she could get the limited edition action figure the second time. So this has obviously got some lasting appeal then if they're thinking about doing this because this is this is. 20 years ago now. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think um, it didn't gain much traction at the time, but it's got like quite a cult following. Um, and I think it's because it's so completely weird. Like it, I know anime is often quite weird anyway, but the thing about Escafone is it kind of jams an awful lot of stuff together, like the robot stuff that you see in like Gundam. And then there's this whole, like Hitomi can tell the future and reads tarot cards and has visions and it's all mm. really strange. And then there's all the stuff going on with Delando and his... Crazy times. And Isaac Newton's in it. Mm. I can't stress yeah. enough that Isaac Newton is in this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Japanese anime stuff has never uh, registered for me. Mm. I've never even got on with the Studio Ghibli stuff. I, <gasps> Gasp! I, it's, it's always just seemed a bit... Well, anything could happen next, so where's the dramatic tension there? And I've never, I've never got it. I've tried, because it's pretty. I'll give you that it's pretty, mm. but... 
I've never found any substance in the ones that I've watched. I have a very vivid memory of going out to go to a school parents' evening or something with my mum, and I'd put Escafloni on, and I was recording it on the old cable box, as you do. And as I was leaving the house, all I heard was Hitomi saying, you're getting married! And I was like, oh, shit, Mum, can I stay home? <laughs> what? Who's marrying who? And I got really overexcited. In August 2000, Fox Kids began broadcasting the series in the United States, produced by Hames Saban. These dubbed episodes were heavily edited to remove footage, add new flashback sequences to remind the audience of the events that just occurred, and to heavily downplay the role of Hitomi in the series. The first episode was skipped altogether, and the series soundtrack produced by Yoko Kano was partially replaced with more techno themes. So they just took the first episode out. I mean... On yeah. something as high concept as this, that I'd imagine the first the, episode uh, is quite significant. Yeah, the first episode is the episode in which we meet Hitomi. She meets Vaughn, who is from Gaia, and uh, he fights a dragon on Earth, and then they both get transported to Gaia, so it's quite important, yeah. Hmm. And the, the thing that really peed me off about that was the fact that the, uh, the Yoko Kano soundtrack is one of the best things about Escafone. It's proper, like orchestral like big bombastic music and the techno stuff that they had on Fox Kids was like dross <laughs> it's really bad Bandai later released the entire series unedited and in the original episode order to region 1 DVD Bandai also released the series in several different box sets including a limited edition set released in 2002 a perfect collection which included the Escafloni feature length movie and an anime legends box set in 2006 so you've got all of these. Pretty much, yeah. Although I do have a really terrible story about the, how I acquired the movie, if you want to hear a story about mm-hmm. a bit of a stalker. So um, I, I was talking to this chap who I hadn't actually met in person, uh, who seemed really nice, he was into anime and stuff, and we were just having a little chat, as it were. And then one day he decides to tell me that based on my IP address, how he found that out, I don't know, but based on my IP address and photographs that I'd put on the internet of where of like nearby places to me, he had a rough idea of where I lived, and he got Ooh. a present for me, and did I want him to to bring it to my house and I was like <laughs> no absolutely not there's a less creepy way of doing that mm. so instead, I've got you a present would you like it that's an acceptable <laughs> yeah. thing to say yeah. not I'm standing behind you do you want yeah. this thing I've got for I'm you I'm in your garden can I throw this DVD at your window <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> so instead he turned up at my place of work oh god and presented me with a copy of the Escafone, the movie. And I was all like, I am not taking that because it's probably somehow laced with Rohypnol or something. Mm. Um, but he, he was he was adamant that I should have it. And after I told him to get out of my face, he left it on the floor of Music Zone for me and then just left the place. And my boss was like, well, he's left it there. You might as well have it. So I did. <laughs> I feel really bad about yeah, it yeah. because I feel like I was encouraging really weird behaviour. I don't think you were. It doesn't sound like you were. It's a terrible film, by the way. It bears no resemblance to the TV show at all. Lord Vaughan wears a loincloth throughout most of it for a start. It's a weird franchise in the sense that there's been about eight different... I'm sure there was a PlayStation game as well that has nothing to do with the TV show. But um, I love it. It's my favourite. I've never played the PlayStation game, though, because I couldn't get hold of it. Well, if there's any creepy men listening that would like to get hold of a copy of that... I don't and work at Music Zone to... anymore, though, so you can't Oh, they'll find you. Place yeah. it on they'll, they'll find, find you. It. They'll look you up. Well, yeah. just deliver it here. Yeah, by all means. If you're a creepy man and you'd like to win <laughs> Stacey's affection, then send a copy of the PlayStation game to WikiShuffleHQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. You might need to send a PlayStation 1 as well. 
And there we have episode 73. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you especially much to Stacey for bringing along all of those great articles. I like to just talk about masturbating all the time mm-hmm. and escaphone. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good. All bases covered. Mm-hmm. I think Didn't so. we do well? Who doesn't love a good pirate? Jack, apparently. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's having a lie down. He he's very sleepy boy. He's been off travelling. I'm sure that we might even, in next week's podcast, get some stories about his adventures. Yeah, you yeah. can muster um, together the strength. I was going to say, I like how he kind of made us want to feel sorry for him, but then you think, actually, you've just been on holiday, so yeah. how about, shut up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, going to feel sorry for you. That's his main job, really, is trying to make us feel sorry for him. Yeah. It very rarely works. We'll be back on Tuesday with a regularly scheduled episode where we'll be pressing the random article button on Wikipedia once again and seeing what comes up. Stacey won't be joining us, but she is off doing some other... Other stuff what kind of other stuff um monthly podcast that happens obviously every month <laughs> at the end of the month um but also in july on saturday the 9th i will be doing a 24-hour podcast live for charity because i'm mental it's hard <laughs> i've done it before but it's the uh, it's all the organizing beforehand that gets me all stressed because at the moment i'm panicking i haven't got a co-host and i haven't got any guests so if you want to be on a show and talk about things, get in touch. Uh, I'm at Stacey's Parlour on Twitter. And you can email me at stacysparlour at gmail.com. After you did this the first time a few yeah. years ago, yeah. can you... I, I'm just trying to help you here. Mm-hmm. If you just take your mind back mm-hmm. to when that finished, so you've mm-hmm. done your 24 hours, can you at that moment remember what thoughts were going through your head? Well, the first thing I did when I stopped airing was have a cry. Right. Um, mm. Partly because... I was really tired of and course. partly because we hit our fundraising target. So I was like, yay, mm. <laughs> emotion. Then I fell asleep for about 20 minutes. Then I forgot who my husband was because um, <laughs> he was at a festival that weekend, you see, and he uh, couldn't find his keys, knocked on the door. I went to answer it and I sort of stood there looking at him like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, can I come into my house? And then I vaguely remember falling asleep during a Germany game. Do you know what the worst part was? Is for some reason, like a mental, I decided that it would be a good idea to then take that 24 hours and edit them down into 24 short episodes. Oh, to goodness to me. That sounds like a slog. Yeah, and I started editing that the day after I finished. I went to work on the Tuesday because I did it from Saturday morning into Sunday and I went to work on the Tuesday, fell asleep twice on the bus and then burst into tears when I got to the office. Some of my manager sent me home. <laughs> she was like, are you feeling okay? I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what life is. This sounds like a very damaging thing that you're doing to yourself. I've taken a whole week off this time. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. So th- this is definitely worth donating to. Yes, yeah, so you can go to justgiving.com forward slash live 2 um, it's all for Alzheimer's Society, which is a pretty good cause, if you ask me. Sounds like it to me, too. Mm-hmm. You can find us on the Twitter at WikiShufflePod, or you can visit wikishuffle.co.uk for some show notes where we will stick up some various other bits that we've been, based on what we've been talking about today, have a look at what a Japanese keyboard looks like. Thank you very much, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.